welcome to have a little folks it's been a while since i uh, got to do an interview and i've been waiting to get this amazing soul on he's an incredible musician songwriter singer i love his voice his guitar playing is phenomenal he's also a certified wellness and nutrition counselor and i'm going to try to follow his uh laws of this book that he's got that i picked up uh and uh we're going to talk to mike borgia here and that's the other thing too mike welcome to the show and uh, one thing you had mentioned a long time ago is the way folks pronounce your last name. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> I think it's easy, but <laughs> you pronounced it correctly. Uh, the the uh, Italian way is Borgia. Borgia, yep. But most folks have you coming across as French sometimes, huh? <laughs> They, yeah, they stretch out the G, yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, I'm yeah. so glad you took time out of your busy schedule. You've been doing some shows, and you got a you got a big show coming up this week, right? Uh, I do. Well, I have my last uh, New York City show for until further notice, really. I can get into that in a minute. Yeah. And I've been touring England and through Europe uh, throughout the year, getting back out there into that. That's really where I get the most uh, traction. And doing a lot of private concerts and uh, non-traditional venues, small theaters in America, and it's it's actually been pretty great. I haven't really had a bad show yet. Oh, I'm for sure. And yeah, I caught you here in Nashville a few times, and that's uh, how I met you. And uh, I was so honored to play with you uh, on a couple occasions. So uh, yeah, you know, we'll tell do it again. Yeah, I, heck yeah. yeah. So tell us about uh, your your music and also uh, your side the business, which I think is your full time gig, um, the wellness stuff. So the floor is yours, sir. Yeah, all right. So you know, I mean, I've been a song singer and a songwriter and a touring musician since I was thirteen. So that's going on thirty years now, and that's uh, nineteen albums in and a slew of singles and and some you know television and film stuff and. You know, uh, that's about as far as I want to take that. I don't want to keep going on and on. But um, that's been something that I've had a career in and have had sustainability financially in for the most part up until, you know, the last couple of years, obviously. But health and wellness has just been something that I was born into. My family's all Italian. We ate from a garden. We didn't grow up on fast food. And, um, you know, so eating healthy was a lot easier because my environment was uh, was better for that. I had the right people and I grew up in the right environment to help me uh, along the path. So with that, I just saw America is a very sick country and a lot of people in my lifetime have passed away uh, through poor health. And, you know, without getting deep into our systems in America, let's just say the lack of education that that um, that America has with uh, health and wellness and food sourcing and nutrition in general. It's uh, it's it's pretty um, it's pretty lackluster. So, uh, all the years of touring, everyone's eating fast food off the freeway, and I just brought my own organic food that I either got from my house or got from a local farm or a particular grocery store, and I packed my cooler full of food and uh, and hit the road, and I really didn't compromise that. So. I had the ability to remain healthy because I knew I wasn't going to eat any of that stuff on the road. It okay. never tasted good, never felt good. And I really wanted to have that energy that I needed. But that, again, that's, that's me in a very ideal situation. And with modern 
inconveniences, people have really fallen away from understanding about their bodies and health. So, you know, it goes hand in hand between being a musician and uh, being a naturopath and a nutritional counselor. You know, it's been it's been uh, I've been really fortunate and I've had the tools in place. So I try to educate people and meet people where they are in their aspect of health and wellness and where they want their longevity to be. And, um, you know, what they always say is, you know, uh, uh, when a student is ready, a, a teacher appears. So so I've taken that with me and, you know, got my education in that. And uh, so I carried that through. So so it's just like a natural thing for me. I get to do what I love every day. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So two sides of the coin, you know, very few artists have just music as their career, you know, unless you're the upper echelon and the top one percent. You know, you have an, you need another gig or two or three. For me, it's always been about health and wellness and uh, my physical attributes and um, and writing music. So I really couldn't ask for anything more. Well, yeah. Speaking about the music too, um, a lot of your stuff is so intriguing. The storytelling in those uh, those songs and all that. And you mentioned how many albums you've done too. And you know, hand in hand with the health thing too. And it's been actually helping me. Uh, I want to. I want to. I want to push your book here. <laughs> this small book you got here, the How to Survive the U.S. Food System, a, yeah. a wellness toolkit. Hey, it's it's actually helping me start again. So I want to thank you um, for right. your knowledge. And I know I've asked you questions over the years and all that, but I've seen you in action, man. I've seen you out there performing, and I've seen how you, um, you know, do the nutrition stuff. And uh, you know, it's amazing. And a person like myself is a procrastinator. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I stop. But what you just mentioned is how you you didn't you didn't give up on that. That was the way you're going to do it, and then you do it constantly, and it's been successful. So expand a little bit here now on all this music you've done. And, um, you know, I know you drop like a song. Is it a song every week? It was for a while. You know, now I'm working on a bunch of stuff privately. Um, I haven't really been putting it out as fast. I've been taking a, a breather because I have so much music to choose from. I never have to play the same set twice, awesome. which is great. And, and that means that means that I need to catch up on stuff that, starting to get old in terms of the recording of it, you know, when I recorded it, but it's really new to a lot of people because they just have not heard it yet. Um, you know, John, I've seen 110 countries around the world and I, and I always knew that I wasn't going to learn anything about myself or people or culture or life unless I saw how other people live. And so music and being able to perform in other countries, you know, that's one motivation of being a musician to be able to see the world. And, um, it's a, it's a unique experience. So all the, all the good, the bad, and the ugly that I've experienced in life and all the people that I've met who live a really rich life. And I don't mean monetarily speaking, but they just live very rich lives. They, um, I always have something to write about. There's always something. And it's, and I'm such a cynical person, believe it or not. You know, I might internalize some of it. Some of them very vocal. I mean, people see me on social media speaking my mind and, and, some people get mad and, you know, I'm, I'm not really worried about who's offended, you know, but, um, but I think that, um, when it comes down to, you have to really, you really have to accept the realities of your life and you, and you can't, you can't try to sugarcoat it or, or whitewash it or, or push it away. You just have to really deal with it. So for me, I have a lot of angst and a lot of, uh, stress about the world and about people 
And, you know, I know I can't change a lot of things. So I have learned to let those things go through music. And, um, and I, other people's experiences intrigue me a lot. Uh, some people were perpetually down the rabbit hole of not just poor health, but just bad life choices. And they never seem to learn new things. And that, that I just have infinite amount of lyrics for. And then they're just things to help people through the process of sending a message about things we all go through in life. And then at the end of it, there's a positive spin on the song that says through all that hard stuff, there's, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And there's, there's a process that if you really want to do something, it's going to happen. So I'm always inspired in that way to write. And, and I think traveling always inspires me, re, re-inspires me to want to write and do uh, and say something. So when I die, basically, I want my legacy of whomever gets to hear it to look at it and go, wow, I'm really, I'm really, this is really great. Not, wow, this is embarrassing, you right, know? Right. And so if I decide to retire one day from music, I don't have to look back on it or my son doesn't have to look back on it and go, wow, that was really embarrassing. Yeah. My dad wrote these songs that are really embarrassing. <laughs> I don't know if I want my friends to hear it, you know? So exactly. It's, I, think it's, I think that's important. Well, I, I completely agree with you, and uh, I love how you just speak your your mind, and it, and it just makes me comfortable. Originally coming from the Northeast and our mentality and the Italian families and everything, that's how I grew up too. You know, that's right. Say yeah. exactly what you mean. You know, you might hurt people and everything. We just had a situation early this morning with that. Um, I I read a a post you had made about um a Miley Cyrus cover tune, and it was so funny that it actually affected me in a way because I just had a little issue with uh, a friend of my brother's who's in a band with him about this cover tune stuff. And I hate to be opinionated about it, but I've been spoiled here in Nashville, meeting people like you and learning original music. It's just so cool. And, you know, it was just pertinent that you know, that that happened today and what you just said. And, you know, sometimes people are going to get hurt by what you say. Well, it's funny because when somebody doesn't feel good about what they're doing, they get offended and they feel hurt by it. And that's not on me. That's those are their feelings. I don't make people feel. So they they're that's that's part of emotional immaturity. And when people feel offended or or feel like you're you're talking or looking down on them because you have an opinion. Miley Cyrus to me, I love her. I love her yeah. what she's about. I love how far she's come or the good and the bad that's happened to her and how she's overcome it. And she's a great songwriter and amazing singer. Yeah. And and I am just a purist. When somebody can write great songs, I want to hear those. That's cool that that somebody like her loves these artists so she'll sing the songs with them and and um you know, she'll do stuff with Dolly Parton and that's all fine and good. But the amount that they promote cover songs over their own is astronomical. Yeah. It just we're at a time where that's all I see. So I think it's, it really turns me off. And when I say, wow, she's a great songwriter, somebody should go, yeah, I agree. Right. I would think that's what they would say. Yeah. Instead, the focus was some musicians are feel inferior and they feel embarrassed by the amount of cover songs or other people's music or maybe the fact they can't write their own songs so they feel embarrassed by that and now i've hit a soft a sore spot well right. you know put some ice on it because it's going to get worse from here if you can't deal with that <laughs> exactly it's funny because the way in what you just mentioned you know uh, and the songwriting thing and the the uh, gentleman i was having this go back and forth with told me oh john anybody can write a song and i was like whoa so that threw me off and what he, what you exactly said about 
all this just now. It, it was just amazing. It hit home and it was so good that we were meeting on the, this um, the podcast today to talk about this because that was something that was been bugging me for the last few days. And, and what you just said fixed it for me and made me feel better about how I think about it. So I appreciate that and that, that forwardness and that honesty. So I think, I think it's important to be honest, you know, and everything's subjective. People like what they like for mm -hmm. different reasons, you know? Oh yeah. Um, and that's all fine and good. I just think that, you know, I never worry about offending people unless I say something deliberately hateful and hurtful to someone or use some kind of, you know, racial slur, whatever it is, you know, if, Right. If you're calling somebody a name and, and really being uh, using unintelligent uh, language to, to speak your mind, that's a little different. But when you're having a, a, an intelligent conversation about how you feel about something and how, what, it, what resonates with you, what you like or dislike, only those that feel inferior or feel unsatisfied and ashamed of what they're doing are the ones that are going to be offended by what, you're, what you have to say. Exactly. Because, yeah, because, I mean, I think everyone knows when you hear a good song, you hear a good song. Even the the least intellectual music listener, a good song is a good song. You know, great lyrics, great melody. It hits everyone. It hits everyone. The only difference between somebody like me who puts their heart on their sleeve and gets more deep into the lyrical content than somebody who's a pop artist that simplifies it is the, the machine behind it. You know, mm. if there's a machine behind it, if there's enough money and push to get that song out there, then, then you could be every bit as successful as some of those pop artists, right. you know? Right. That's true. Yeah. It really does take money to reach those, those heights, that, that level of popularity. Yeah. That is a definite truth right there. You know, I noticed yeah. in my writing too, I, I don't even come close to comparing some folks, but I enjoy what I'm doing. And I know you've mentioned that if you, if you're out there doing it and you're, you're happy with what you're producing, then that's all that counts, you know? Um, and you don't worry that's about all that other stuff. Now, speaking of original music, you've uh, you've done some uh, vinyl pressings recently, and um, with all that traveling you've been doing, how how did that go uh, come about? I uh, there's a company called Diggers Factory out of France, and what they do is they just set up pre-orders. Uh, you could either send your artwork to them and purchase a set run of, of vinyl or they'll do a pre-order and you get enough people on it and they just ship it directly to the pre-order people. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then your, your job is done and not, you know, nothing comes out of your pocket. So I did 200 pre-sales sold out of this, the singles collection mm -hmm. album of mostly new material and some classic songs on there, but, uh, a great record. That's to me, I, I, I love the, the combination of songs on there and it's, and it's been well received so far. And it's selling, you know, I've, I'll tell you the short story. I was only supposed to get 20 copies and I'll be careful how I say this in case someone hears it, <laughs> but I got more than I was supposed to get. And I didn't say anything. <laughs> That's okay. I got, a, a, I got a full of vinyl, uh, <laughs> to my doorstep uh, and I did not order that many, nowhere oh. near that many. <laughs> and, uh, so I've just been running with it. It's a limited edition vinyl record that I just put out. Yeah. And um, the only way people can get it is on tour when they come to my show. Yeah, and awesome. just yeah, so it's been it's been great because vinyl's hard to sell. It's expensive, but that I have not had that problem so far. Oh no, no way! And if anybody ever seen you in, in play, it's amazing. Any anytime you you get around um, to Nashville, we I, I'm jumping the you know the bandwagon to see you. 
And oh, uh, we're going to, I'll be back there again. And, and you and I'll have to team up, you know, cause the last few times we played together was awesome. Yeah. I just, uh, when I know that I can't, it makes sense to do it, yeah. you know? Well, yeah, I mean, your, your passion, I mean, and, and I just have to tell you, you have inspired me so much that, you know, this, this last year, a lot of changes happened in my life and, you know, with your wellness thoughts and everything that you've helped me with. And like I said, I'm going back to your book here to pick up some pieces and your music. Uh, you just, you can just tell how passionate you are when you play and your guitar skills are just outstanding, man. I just love how you play. And, you know, the one man band thing is just amazing. And, you know, not too many people could pull that off. And, and, you know, you, you are just entertaining every time. And I mean, it's just so cool to check out. And that's why I'm hoping that we can, I could, we can reach some people here too, that haven't heard you that I know. Um, and, um, just, uh, I know I'm bouncing around because we don't have a lot of time, sure, sadly, sure, but I really, really want you to talk about how you've been doing all the touring and let's talk about that upcoming show you're doing. Um, I know you kind of posted it as your last New York city show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm doing regional stuff, you know, in different parts of New York state and, uh, into Pennsylvania and, you know, and that, that'll happen. But, um, um, so so the, the, the touring landscape, we could talk about what we can't do now. Whereas me, I'm just knocking on doors and turning, turning knobs until a door opens. And I'm doing a lot of private concerts. And like I said, different avenues, I'm playing in different avenues and being a solo artist, primarily I can do that. You know, I have the ability to do that. And I feel like I'm inspiring my colleagues and friends who are also in it as a career uh, to do very much the same thing. You know, everyone was getting frustrated by not being able to play certain venues. Criteria has changed. They're wanting more money. Uh, you know, everyone's hurting. I'm like, well, I'm not. I've abandoned a lot of the music, traditional music venues. Uh, you know, they've been stealing enough from the artist and uh, making yeah. uh, it difficult to grow anyway. They're not even putting your supporting the show, putting the show up, doing the basic promotion for the shows. They're just not putting in the effort. So, um, you know, they're they're coming. It's it's coming to the point where, um, uh, to keep it all positive here, John, I, you know, when somebody says I can't do something, I always challenge them and say that I can. That's and awesome. I do and I will and it always happens for me. And um, it, I don't focus on how much money I make or how many people are there. And when I erase that from my mind and I go in it with that energy and that attitude, it always, always, always turns out the way it's supposed to turn out. But for New York City specifically, New York City died much, much earlier than the pandemic, but the pandemic was the nail in its coffin. There's not much art or music here at all. It's very homogenized and corporatized. It's wow. there Now, there's room to rebuild because once that happens, there are avenues to do that. But that seems to be happening outside of New York City. And uh, I'm not able to grow as an artist in New York, and I'm always stressed out when I play here, and I don't have fun. So I said to my wife, I said, listen, I'm not going to, I just, I think we're going to like close the door on New York city for a while. If something changes, maybe I'll return, mm-hmm. but, um, it's not fun for me. It's, 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 it's arduous. The venues stress you out. Uh, there's, there's, you know, it always costs more than it does to play the show no matter what you do. So it's, it just becomes, you know, something that, it's more labor than it is uh, love. Right. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And, yeah, so New York's not the, the mecca 
for music and it hasn't been for a long time and, and most artists don't get become successful here they become successful somewhere else and they come here and they become part of the big machine and that's when the record labels were here that made sense to come to new york because you had to showcase and then you had to create the bidding war and then a label would sign you and then the, the big machine in new york would launch you right um that's just not here anymore and it's not a bad thing. Like I said, I feel like I, I broke, I've had a bad relationship that I finally got out of. And it's, it feels invigorating. That's and it. so this girl, this girl I'm playing with, uh, Ursula Hansberry, yes. she's phenomenal. She's a good guitar player, a great singer, and she's young and she's a great lyricist. And I don't really hear that anymore. I, it, I, it's very few and far between, at least in, in America, I'm not getting a lot of people with that much heart and uh, songwriting ability. That's uh, true. I mean, I'm starting to see that sadly here in Nashville. Um, it's just getting flooded. And for me, um, again, I backed away. I, I stopped playing and I'm sure I, I have opportunities to jump in with anybody that was looking for someone, uh, you know, of my caliber to, to play percussion and drums and all that. But I'm yeah. just so overwhelmed with the commercialization of this city here. It's a good thing in a way for tourism and all that because I'm in the tourist industry. But yeah. when it comes to the music scene, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm fried with it. So now I'm just sitting home doing my own recording right now and just learning my instruments even better later in life now. Yeah. I mean, if you get burned out, then you have to recalibrate and and, um, and just take a different direction. You know, it's easy to burn out on something when you're when you think you have to jump on the the, the bandwagon in some way or another, you know, you have to be part of something exactly. or this or that and the other. I've just always been about the punk rock ethos, you know, go your own way, do your own thing. I came up from the post hardcore straight edge, vegan hardcore scene, you know, that made me that, that, that well-rounded me that kept me from doing drugs and drinking. Yeah. It was just amazing, you know, and you could, there was just so much, respect and and unity and community in that scene you know i i just really appreciated that growing up in that scene and 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 uh in my early days of playing you know we were a post-hardcore band with like melodic vocals and we were just ahead of our we were ahead of our time even for the time and that sometimes would be our downfall because people aren't quite ready for that brand of post-hardcore but it just it didn't matter to me because then it allows you to just be individual, just be who you are. Don't follow other people, just find your own identity, your own path. And if people accept you, that's the, that's the place you should be, but they're supposed to accept you organically. You've got to be you and then just do what you do, but don't look back and expect a response. Exactly. You know, you couldn't have put it better. I mean, I am so glad you said that. And um, um, sadly, we're going to have to wrap it up here. But that uh, was a great way to end this. And, you know, if you had to to mention a couple of things about where we can reach you, how we could find you on the social media stuff and about the wellness uh, thing there, too, if you would, before we uh, we hang up here and wrap up. Can you uh, give us some of that yeah, information? And I, I will I post it too. to my official website and then they could go from there, whatever social media platform okay. they want to. It just it's just mikeborgia.com, B-O-R-G-I-A.com. Uh, that's pretty simple. And um, and then in terms of wellness, uh, my website is mbwellness.org, but uh, spelled B-E wellness, like be well. Mm-hmm. 
mbwellness.org. And if somebody's looking for that type of work, then they can get a complimentary uh, free consultation to start to see if there's a fit and where they are in their and their lifestyle changes. So um, I don't know. I'm really grateful, man. And I'm grateful to have you as a friend. And oh, same I, we should talk more and uh, maybe even do another segment. Yes, definitely. There, there's a lot more to address here, but I, I figure let's uh, try to keep it concise. <laughs> yes, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm almost like a dinosaur, even though I went to school for uh, sound energy engineering and all that stuff. I still using these small uh, formats. But I appreciate you hanging in there with me on this phone call. And I really, um, really am so glad that we crossed paths. And uh, I'm I'm hoping to see you more in the future with some of the thoughts I got going on in life. So I wish you well, Michael. And uh, also, um, safe travels. Good, um, good time with that show this week. And my best to your better half. Thank and, you, man. Yeah, I appreciate sure. it. I will tell her the same. Yeah. And uh, we will be in touch again. And uh Folks, check Mike out. I'm going to post all those uh, links and everything on at, at the end of the show there. And uh, remember to make sure that you're always doing something you love every single day. And thanks for listening to Have a Little.